Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Genesis 14 and before we start, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day and for all you've done. I'm grateful that you as the creator of all, creator of the world, you have you care about me. You love me and you've given me grace. Grace through your son. So Holy Spirit, today I pray that as we read, as I read, that you would be the one that speaks to me, that it be your message, it be your word that, that I hear, and that I would focus on you and nothing else. Father, be with us. Help me understand. I pray that my spirit, my mind, and my heart would be prepared and, and available to your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, so today we're um, in 14. I for, I apologize for not having a doing this yesterday. I just got wrapped up in the weekend. And anyways, it's just an excuse. Um, but anyway, so we're going to be in 14. There's a lot here. Um, lot gets taken captive. There's basically um, some kings where Lot lived that rebel against a, another king who they were subject to. And so allies versus allies get in a fight and a war breaks out. So we're going to be using, there's a lot of names here that I'm bad at saying. I've been struggling saying them this morning. And so just please forgive me on that one too. Cut me a little bit of, of uh, grace on that. But anyways, let's go ahead and see how Abram helps out his nephew Lot. Verse 1. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Chaldermir, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of the nations, that made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adam, uh, Adma, Shembir, Shemabur, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor. All these joined together in the valley of Siddim, that is, the, the Salt Sea. Twelve years they had served Chaldemar, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chaldemar and the kings that were with him came and attacked the Rephaim in Ashtaroth, Kar, uh, Ashtaroth Karanim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emin in Shava Karanth, and the Horites in their mountain of Seir, as far as El Param, which is by the wilderness. So basically, that territory and what that is is those were those were a people that were considered giants. Or not, I don't know if they're giants, but they're extremely big and they're mighty warriors. And so the king, who's being rebelled against, came in and took out the, the biggest and the baddest. And when they did that, it did accomplish two things. A, it took, took away a very potent fighting force, but it also gave his men experience and hardened them as true, truly experienced fighters. They, they, then they turned back and came to Enmishpat, which is Kadesh, and attacked all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who dwelt in, Hazar, uh, in Hazanon, Tamar. This is basically going from the territory that all this is where this is happening is the kings are being drawn from as far away as Turkey 
and they're all coming down to fight in the areas which is basically by the by uh, in Jordan and the Jordan plain. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor. So there's five of them, right? One, two, three, four, five, yeah. Went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Siddim against Chalmar of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Antioch, and Arioch, king of Alasar. Four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full, full of asphalt pits, i.e. tar pits. And the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled because they lost. They were going up against the superior force of battle-hardened warriors. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the go- and then the winners took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abraham's or Abram's son, brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. So Lot had gone initially and he had moved down to the plain of Jordan, the Jordanian plain, because it was extremely fertile. It was the best land. He took it. He chose that versus letting his uncle have it. And then he camped out near Sodom. Well, Sodom, it stated, was a very wicked place, lots of sin and depravity. And like a moth to a flame, a sinner, which is you and me and and Lot, was drawn to that sinful city not only was did he stop being camped by it or near it he moved into it even though he knew it was a very sinful place so he was living in Sodom and all of his family and he had his goods and his people all in the area then one who escaped who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre the Amorite brother of Eskel and brother of Aner And they were allies with Abram. Now, when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, now he's calling him his brother, he armed his 318 trained servants, excuse me, who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So he's like, okay, we're going to do a raid. I'm taking you 300 plus people who I've kept trained and skilled up. I'm going to take you and we're going to go out and do a raid and get get my uh, brother or my nephew back. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as, f- as far as Hoboth, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and all also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. So 300 against these kings, it's a pretty big deal that they won, right? It was God's work. It wasn't Abram doing something great. It was just God at work. God's continuing to bless Abram. And Abram's now having the promise of God where he says he's going to make him as large as, you know, as populous as the stars are in the sky and the dust is in the in the ground, that that's going to be Abram's legacy. He goes and moves with the knowledge that God's in charge of him and is, is going to protect him and take care of him. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheva, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chaldemar and the kings who were with him. So Abram beat them all with 300 people. Pretty amazing. Then Malchadezek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. 
And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hands. So he knows where the victory lies and where it came from. And he gave gave him a tithe of all. So Abram gave him a tithe. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a, to a sandal strap, and I, that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only that, only what the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me, Anner, Eskel, and Mamer. Let them take their portion. So he's like, I'm not going to take it. I don't want it, but I'm not going to keep my men from getting their reward. So pretty amazing. The five kings could not beat the four. And then the 300 that were working with Abram under God's care were able to defeat the victors. 300 against the mighty host. It's pretty impressive. And then Abram, not wanting the king of Sodom to be able to say that he contributed, that he made it so that Abram became wealthy, that he had any part to play in, in the success and the growth of Abram's family and his, and his nation. He didn't take any reward from the king of Sodom. Abram has come a long way from the person who was afraid in Egypt and basically hid the fact that he was married to Sarah because he was afraid of being killed by the Egyptians. Vastly different person that we now see. And I just pray that as I, every time I fail, that I would be able to stand back up, get down on my knees, ask for forgiveness, and become a little bit stronger like Abraham or Abram. So with that, I just want to go back to God and pray. Father, I lift up this time. I thank you for your message. I thank you for the example of Abram. And I thank you for the example of all your people, all your disciples, the apostles, and all the leaders through the Bible. The stories really do at times seem hard to understand, but as we read them and you speak to us, our hearts and our minds and our spirits are opened. And I'm grateful for that. And I just pray that I'd be a better son to you today than I was yesterday. And I just lift up this time. I praise you and I thank you. And I pray for our family. I pray for our nation. And I just pray for all the ones out there that are seeking you. That that we would reach out to them. That they would be reached. And that you would be honored and glorified. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. Just a guy on his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.